Hey, thank you for tuning in, everybody, to this week's episode. Very excited that you wanted to take the time out of your week to be able to listen to this. Before I get started into our guest, I just want to thank our presenting sponsor, Optimum Nutrition Athletics. We all know that protein is the key to muscle recovery, and best-selling 100% gold standard whey protein provides 24 grams of protein that mixes easily using just a glass and spoon. Gold standard 100% whey is made in their state-of-the-art facility. It's banned substance tested by Informed Choice. And with Optimum Nutrition Athletics program, you can get different products such as their Pro Gainer, which is their Mass Gainer, protein snacks such as the Crisp Bars, Wafers, Cake Bites, and Almonds. And oh my goodness, those Crisp Bars, ooh, are they so good. The vanilla marshmallow one is magnificent. Recently just had the uh, salted toffee one, I believe, is the flavor. That one is wonderful too as well. Big, big fan. And after dominating the sports and nutrition industry for over 30 years, newly created Optimum Nutrition Athletics brings that same trust and quality that knows how to put convenient options for protein in the hands of athletes who desire to become bigger, stronger, and better at their sport. We're talking about the gold standard here, guys. And Dave Harvey of Optimum Nutrition Athletics, his information is down in the show notes. You can quickly email him where he'll get back to you and being able to get the products and get you what you need for your athletes and for your facility. Highly suggest you reach out to him. These are absolutely wonderful products, guys. This is the gold standard. We've all been using it. It's an awesome product, awesome company, and Dave is a wonderful person. I can't thank him enough and for Optimum Nutrition Athletics for being the uh, sponsor of the podcast. So, guys, make sure you reach out down there. Again, they have easy protein snacks to get into your athletes. I know how tough that can be sometimes. We don't know what's going on outside of the weight room, but, hey, you know that you can get good quality protein to them inside of the weight room with those different options that they have with the crisp wafers and cake bites with Optimum Nutrition Athletics. So again, thank you, Dave Harvey and Optimum Nutrition Athletics for being our sponsor. And now for our guest this week, it is Gage Rozier of Our Strong Performance. He's also uh, the co-host of the Big Time Strength Podcast. Uh, He's also the director of strength conditioning at William Jewell College in Liberty, Missouri. So excited to have Gage on the podcast this week. Uh, Gage and I met together back in 2015 uh, when I went to Northwest Missouri State University. Very, very thankful to have Gage in my life. Thankful to have him, uh, somebody I can reach out to. I'm just so thankful to have him on the podcast. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure you reach out to Gage. Look at all of his social media. Look at what he's doing with Our Strong Performance. And then always go listen to their podcast too as well, the Big Time Strength Podcast. Uh, Thank you to everybody that helps support the podcast. Thank you to everybody that listens. Uh, Make sure you get that five stars on Apple Podcast. We're also over on YouTube. Go and give us a subscribe button over there. And everybody, stay strong. What's up, guys? Strength Talking Shop Podcast. We got Mr. Gage Rozier on the podcast. So I met Gage. Was it 2015 we met Gage? Yes. I think so, yeah. So Gage is somebody that uh, I told him before the podcast. I'll tell everybody now, somebody I look up to, personal friend. I was very thankful to be around you for that year and a half, man. And how are you this morning? Doing good, man. It's a beautiful Saturday here in uh, God's country up here in Northwest Missouri. So I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be like 70s this weekend, Easter weekend. I'm super pumped to get outside. You got anything? You guys got any plan with the kiddos or anything? 
oh yeah, we'll do the Easter egg hunt, do the whole thing. We got a, a four, well, not quite four, three before here about a month, a uh, four-year-old boy and a one-year-old daughter. So yeah, we'll do the whole Easter egg hunt deal and get, get together with family, which is um, always fun. So yeah, it should be a good weekend. We're excited about it. Isn't it kind of wild to think, man, like this was almost six years ago that we met and in that six years, you know, we're both married. We've got kids. We've had careers and trials and tribulations through that time frame, man. Isn't it wild how time just flies? Yeah, it is. And it, as you said that, you know, I, I remember uh, when we first met, we were at Northwest, obviously, um, you know, and I remember Joe, we were sitting in the office and Joe's like, yeah, we got this intern coming in. His name's Matt Smith. Um, he's going to come in and just kind of, kind of give him the rundown of how we do things. And yeah, that seems like yesterday that we did that. But yeah, we got kids now and two podcasts and all kinds of cool stuff. So it's crazy. You're right, man. It's nuts. I was I was reminiscent about it last night when I was just kind of preparing to kind of, you know, some bullet points I wanted to kind of talk about. And I'm like, it has been that long. And I can remember sitting on those, uh, uh, the old box jumps, those old ones, man. And we're sitting there and you and Preston were giving us a little bit of a kind of like a rundown of like how things kind of go in the weight room. And then you were kind of like teaching us stuff and, you know, people come into a new weight room. You know, I was coming from a rival school too, UCM. So I thought I'd known some stuff and then you and Preston were like blowing my mind. And to this day, and I wish I still had the sheet it's over in our garage, but I have that sheet of paper that you guys gave us to this day. And I'll sometimes go back and look at it through all my moves. It's like one of the few pieces of paper I kept from Northwest and, uh, it's just wild, man. Time just completely flies. I remember when you got the job at Jewel, like how exciting that was. I was so excited for you and kind of what you've done there. Can you kind of talk about that ride from Northwest to Jewel? Yeah, man, it was a uh, crazy blessed. You know, I was hired at Jewel and I think it was April 11, 2016. And I was set to graduate with my master's from Northwest at the end of April. So I actually finished my last three weeks of my master's program online and kind of finish things out because I started moved just an hour and a half south to Kansas City to start William Jewell and I look back at my first year and a half at Jewell it was just me essentially uh, had some good interns here and there that were great uh, but doing all the programming we had 450 plus athletes you know all the sports that you, you know you think about and it was looking back on it, I think, I don't know how good of a coach I was, but I think, you know, a lot of coaches at the time, they would, they would say like, I don't know how you've organized all this. And, but I learned that from Joe, you know, we, we learned how to run a lot of teams, a lot of athletes through a weight room in a short amount of time. And I just, that prepared me so much for what I did at Jewel. And I kind of restructured their whole schedule. I was like, you know, we're going to train all of you basically between 5.30 and 9 in the morning and then from like 3 to 5 in the afternoon. And we'll get it all in and we'll do it this way and uh, starting teams every 30 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes. And I really enjoyed that kind of logistic challenge. Um, it's probably my favorite part about the job that I had and was doing was organizing all that and creating the system that you could – work really well in that was great for our athletes and you know I'm five years April 11th will be my fifth year here at Jewel in the meantime during that time I've added a GA position uh had coach Miles Clifton there with me for two years and now coach Jill Brown who or both Miles has moved on to Luther College the director there and then coach Jill Brown is just finishing up her master's degree and she's a 
has done tremendous things for our program. Great coach. And then also have our, we had powerlifting as a sport, which is also serves that coach serves as my assistant as well. Coach Devin Hans does an amazing job for us as well, but you know, it's fun to kind of look at, you know, I wish I would have like documented somehow the program when I got there. I don't know how I would have done that, whether it's pictures or like a video or whatever, just how are the weight room ran then compared to now we've added a lot of stuff, took some stuff out, always tweaking it, always refining it to where it's, it could be better. There's no doubt. There's still work to be done on it. Uh, but I, sometimes I need to step back and think, well, we've, we've done some really cool things with this apartment and uh, our athletes have benefited from it and they love the weight room, which is, I think a huge testament to what our staff has done. So it's been fun, man. Um, it's been crazy. It's, I feel like it's been, it's five years, but I feel like it's gone in, you know, a week span. So it's, uh, it's been nuts. Yeah. Just like a snap of fingers and it's gone, man, five years. And I can kind of document a little bit from my perspective, what I saw in the few times that I did visit you. Cause you know, Jules was always in my backyard. I visited there when I was in high school. I remember to go to school there maybe. And uh, the person before you, I remember I was going to potentially intern with him. So I got to see kind of the, the development that you did. And it seemed like every time I would come visit you, I remember we came down with Joe that one time and a few, like the glute hams, I remember were changed over and stuff like that. You'd added a few things and you'd add a little bit more and change things around. And the dynamic was absolutely amazing, man. I mean, it's incredible what you did there. Our, uh, what's, so the new role, R Strong, can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so well, I appreciate that compliment um, for sure. And yeah, like, so now I have actually resigned from my position as much as I've loved Chul, uh, love that job and what we kind of built it into. Um, I have resigned from that position. And as I record this, I've got about uh, three or four weeks left there uh, at my time at Jewel and in collegiate strength conditioning, at least in the time being. So basically what we're doing is I'm kind of moving my family back to where I'm from, which is just an hour and a half North of Kansas city. It's Mount city, Missouri and Northwest Missouri area. And really man, just to be transparent, like, cause my kid, my son is four now, my daughter is one. And just the more I'm in it, the more I kind of felt like maybe collegiate strength conditioning, at least for me right now, uh, just wasn't maybe a good fit for the vision that my wife and have for my wife and I have for our family and kind of what we want to do. Um, so we're blessed and fortunate to have the opportunity to come back to where I'm from. My family, we were farmers, real crop farmers up here in North Oaks, Missouri. And we're also starting a another big project, which is the R Farm Distillery, uh, which has really taken off to be a, maybe a much bigger thing than we had initially intended it being. <laughs> but yeah. it's something we're super excited to get launched here and hopefully open our doors up to some sometime this summer. But, you know, my wife, she's going to be very involved, already is. She runs all the social media for the distillery. Uh, she's going to be doing a lot of the marketing, a lot of the on-site kind of brand awareness, brand being a really a face of the brand um, for the distillery. She's got that great personality to fit that. So for us, you know, I love Jewel. I loved working there, but you no, know, it's an all hands on deck family operation that we're doing on the farm, but also the distillery. But for me, I didn't want to get out of strength conditioning. You know, I love coaching. I love the weight room. So. I've created kind of my own side business right now, and it will become kind of my main focus from a strength conditioning aspect is our strong performance. And our strong, it's, it's spelled R with the forward slash strong, just the same as the R farm distillery is also R forward slash farm. So it's kind of branded alongside that. So what I'm going to, 
looking to do is we're going to, you know, train athletes, uh, young adults, kind of try to create a community, try to create like a, a cult like community that CrossFit's done a really good job of in this area that has nothing like that. It's a very small rural area that we're going to train athletes out of, um, kind of turn one of our old sheds into a, a performance space that's got a lot of work to do. It's full of a bunch of like bush light cans and uh, mice right now, but there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, work to, to be done on that, but we'll have some training options uh, in that kind of temporary space in the meantime. But also what I want to do is uh, try to consult with some of these local rural high schools yeah. and high school strength conditioning is a, a monster and I think is, has a bright future, but a lot of these rural schools, places I'm from, they just need help right now and don't have the resources to hire maybe, you know, a full-time strength coach. But if I can consult with them, kind of help, you know, refine their systems and help them develop a full-on strength conditioning program, athletic performance program, whatever you want to call it, for their athletes, you know, from freshman to senior year, kind of help get them lined out. Um, I'm really excited about that little side of it too. I already talked to some schools about that. So yeah, it's a little different. I'm excited for it. Definitely bittersweet leaving uh, Jewel and the collegiate strength conditioning side in general, but um, really excited for our family. Number one, our kids are going to get to grow up with their cousins and, um, and on the farm, you know, doing farm stuff. So that's what we're most excited about. And that farm up there is beautiful, man. I know we went up there and ate dinner that one time when we were working up at Mount City when we were doing your guys' camp. Oh, man, it's beautiful up there. And I can't wait to, once you guys get that distillery open, you know, I'll be going up there for sure, man. <laughs> We'd love to have you, man. Come up anytime. Yeah, that was, one cool, that was one cool thing when we lived in Frankfurt, when we had Buffalo Trace literally right down the road from us. You know, you had, uh, I can't remember. I mean, there's so much bourbon around us, but uh, man, it was just absolutely amazing just to be able to, oh, there it is. Oh, there he's got the trace. He's got the buffaloes, man. It's so it's so I love that bourbon. I love being able to try it out and stuff like that. So I would definitely be up there to be able to check that out. But you talked about, you know, you're transitioning away. You know, I transitioned away. I don't even work anywhere near it, man. It's it's very it's hard sometimes. But with you man, you're going to knock it out of the park just because, like you said, you're bringing that that same passion that you had at Jewel just in a different format. You know, what's maybe kind of your plan as far as like you know, coaching up everybody as far as getting them information. I know you did a really great job at that when we were at Northwest was like creating like educational slides for the athletes and stuff like that. Are you going to be kind of doing something similar with your clients and everybody? Is it just remote or is it online too? Is it a little bit of both? Sure. So right now it's just remote. Um, so we use team builder. Uh, we can deliver training, our training programs, coaching. They've established an awesome platform that I can, you know, anytime, anywhere you can join our, we call it team R strong. Uh, you can join our programming and hop on it and get after it. And I can coach you up. You can send in videos. It's great. So that's going to be, that'll always be a part of it is the online remote side. But as soon as summer 2021, so here in a few couple months, we will have uh, in-person training options and we're going to do it awesome. at kind of a temporary space while I, you know, clean out the, the beer cans and the, the permanent space uh, that hopefully will be live here in a few months. But, you know, so that's the hard thing, you know, as, as strength coach, I know that X's and O's is good enough. That's never been my strength as programming, but I've never had a recruit or market. You know, I've already had, I have 20 sport coaches that bring me my clients, you know? Yeah. So now the challenge is marketing myself, which is always a touch uh, uncomfortable 
but trying to market that not only myself, but just the benefit, you know, there's so much bad information about there out there about performance and training in whatever category you want to talk about, whether it's women and training or if it's middle schoolers or it's high schoolers or college actually like what you should be doing. So that will be our challenge is like educating on, you know, this is how we train. This is why we train this way and who it's for. We can, you know, we can train a high school kid and a 50 year old and really their training programs in, in my opinion and how I train can look pretty darn similar. There's going to be progressions and regressions for, you know, I think the both should squat in some way, but you know, the 50 year old is going to be doing a different type of squat. Maybe than a high school kid is comparing for the football season. Um, or maybe it's the same exercise, but it's executed differently, you know, but there's just that, what I've already found is especially within the general pop population, at least in our area, it's like they see barbell and they think powerlifting and they think, well, I can't do that because that's all just about lifting as much weight as possible. And I just need to get, I just need to lose some weight, this, this, and this. So I'm just trying to educate. Okay. Like the barbell is just a tool, just like on the farm, we got a, we got a whole shed full of tools up there. You know, I'm not going to go grab the hammer to dig a hole. You know, it's just about finding the tool that fits that person for what we want to get out of it. You know, and as I say that, I, I don't know why I went to this, but I always thought about like, grow, growing up on the farm. Um, my dad is so like, he's a farmer. So he knows how to fix everything, knows how to manipulate these tools to get the job done. Well, there was, it seemed like all the time he would say, hey, go do this. Go take this piece of equipment off of you name, whatever. Do this job is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Um, you know, so a job that would maybe should take like three minutes max. I'd be 15 minutes over there still trying to, you know, get after it. And he'd come over there and it was, this would happen all the time. And he would look at what I was doing and he either be annoyed or he would be laughing just depending on his mood, you know, then he'd go get a different tool and then come over there and do the job in the 30 seconds it should take in the meantime. You know, and I remember him telling me one time, he said, you know, son, there's, you can fix anything in there, in here, but you got to know what tool to use for the job at hand. You know, so I, I, I don't know why I remember that, but I distinctly remember him telling me that. And it's the same thing with strength conditioning. Um, and I don't know why you got down this path, but you know, all of our equipment are just tools and the challenge is using the right tool for the right person at the right time and getting people to understand that you can do these things. Um, you can, if you're 50 years old and haven't trained in a while, you can learn how to do this. And it's my job as a coach to fit you with the right tool to get that done. I love it, man. Cause it's so important. It's important as a coach because if you do that, I mean, that's going to be long-term success, right? You're going to get them in that bot bought in. They're going to have that long-term success because it's something that they enjoy. And two, you're not being dogmatic and you're thinking of like, it's always got to be this way and speaking in absolutes. Cause that's the worst thing ever when you're in that dogmatic thinking and you're like, ah, this is the only way we do things. It's like, no, there's very, very many ways. And I think that takes a long time for people to understand when you're a coach is like, there are a lot of tools. Like, you know, Matt Rhodes talked about it on here before. He's like, take something from CrossFit, take something from powerlifting, take something from bodybuilding, like use it all. There's all these different tools that you can use. I think it's super important, man. Um, so what would be your advice for, you know, you were a director five years, man. What was some of the things that you found to be 
kind of helped you in that time frame. You talked about logistics a little bit earlier. What were some other big you know successes that you found while being the director at a Division two school? Yeah, so it's a great question. I think I immediately go to you have to be a problem solver. Like there's so many coaches that if you're at a small school, you're going to have limited staff. You're going to have probably con- scheduling constraints. You're going to have a limited budget. You're going to have probably no no nutrition to offer your athlete offer your athletes. Like that's just the realities of of the position in the market. Um, so you have to be a problem solver, and you can't sit there and complain about not have enough help or, you know, the weight room's not big enough or whatever it is. So what I felt like I did a good job of, um, I was never the person who was banging on our AD's door and saying, you know, we need this, 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 and this, always complaining all the time about our circumstances. Um, what we did was we, it's a cliche, but we made the big time, the best that we could where we were at and try to optimize what we had the best we could for our student athletes. And when the time came for us to add an assistant, you know, I had a lot of coaches, you know, speaking for me too, to the AD, putting the, you know, a little word in there, Hey, Gage could use some help down there. And then when the time came, it's not to say that I wouldn't bring up issues we had, but I, you know, I just, I've worked with a lot of coaches or support staff where there's constantly complaining about their circumstances and the situation and this doesn't do any good. So I think number one advice is like, know the situation you're getting in and just, you got to be able to find solutions for it and not, it is no good to just complain about not having the resources you think you need. Um, But then hire good people. You know, I've had my first hire I ever had to make. I hired one of my best friends (laughs) was uh, Miles Clifton. And I could have hired three or four, actually interviewed three other coaches who were way more qualified than him strength conditioning experience wise at the time I hired him his career in strength conditioning was about a month and a half of an internship at Northwest and he's a smart guy so a bunch of reading he'd done but I knew that the type of person I was getting and the type of uh, fit he would be for our athletes and for me at that time that was what was most important for me at my point in my career now when I made my second hire Coach Jill Brown is basically the complete opposite, where I had the chance to hire a couple of people that I knew really well that would, I knew I was getting with them. But I also knew that maybe that wasn't the best thing for me in my, in my personal development as a director, challenging, you know, my evaluation and maybe um, progression or um, of a strength coach underneath me, my staff but also not what was best for our athletes. So I hired Jill, who was from Mississippi, played fresh out of uh, her undergrad, played volleyball and brought a female on staff, which is another um, notice challenge, just different. And it was the best decision I ever made. And she has been just tremendous, um, just adding a little something different to our staff and to our department. She has really just empowered our females the way that I could never empower them. So I'm not a female, you know, so like she has done a tremendous job with that. So I think, you know, hire good people, hire for what your, your people need, not just what's comfortable for you and find solutions on your problems at hand. And don't be the person who's complaining about it all the time. It just does no yeah. good. 
Yeah. I remember when you talked about hiring or how excited you were, were, and now look at it, man. It's been that time frame how beneficial she's been. Uh, that's awesome, man. That's great to hear. What was, uh, you know, let's go back to the Northwest times. Cause I love reminiscing about our time with the green man. What was some of your favorite memories working with Joe and Preston and Dakota and Jay? I never got to meet Jake, but you know, all those people there. Uh, so Northwest, it's interesting. You know, one of the things that all teams, you know, when they do their kind of their breakdown in the huddles, you know, it's family on three, one, two, three family. Yeah. You know what? Northwest did that. And it wasn't until I left Northwest that I realized, okay, like it really is a family there. And that's the thing I, I really enjoyed most was like, not just Northwest, the school-wide, but just Joe and what he built with his staff. Like if you were on his staff, you were part of his family. Yeah. I mean, you came over to his house, we, you know, cooked out. He wanted you to play with his kids. Like you were part of his family and he, you really felt that. And just everybody who was in that, you know, Dakota and the, the names you mentioned there have, you know, some of my best friends now. So any specific memories? I remember you uh, doing your WWE. Oh, no. uh, I remember that. <laughs> I think I that forgot was, about that. Was that a yeah. UCM? Was that a UCM game week? Maybe. Um, I did it. I, I did it. Tw- did you see the second one ever when we did like Stone Cold and everything? That was. I think best. I was gone at that point, but I remember seeing a video Gosh. of it. Yeah. Yes, those were so awesome, man. I still have those videos somewhere. I gotta find them. Those are so, so good. <laughs> Yeah, just stuff like that that Joe would do where it was like, um, you know, just really created a, a strong like family type culture, not only with the staff, but the athletes felt that as well. Um, you know, I just, I really cherish that. And I try to bring that to Jewel as well. And what I found was, um, you know, just different cultures fit different things. And it, I try to, one of the mistake I made too was trying to replicate Northwest, try to make Jewel Northwest 2.0. Mm-hmm. And it's Northwest is a different place than Jewel in just different ways. They're not better or worse or whatever. Jewel's just a different culture and a different, it's a very high, high academic school. Uh, and it's not to say that Northwest is not, but it is a high academic school. I mean, you got to have a certain level of ACT and GPA to get in and it's, it's a high level and just the, our curriculum. We, some of the kids that we coach, they're just, I went, I swear this kid's going to be the pre this one kid we have. He's going to be the president of the United States here in like six weeks. I mean, like, <laughs> like he's on that trajectory, you know, it seems like he's just like, I mean, doctors and just amazing, amazing kids. And just athletically, they're just, I try, even from a programming standpoint, when I came from Northwest to Jewel, I try to replicate what Joe was doing and just, it just didn't work. It just, our kids are different you know, their academic loads different, their stress is different. So that's, I guess, going back to a previous question, it's another thing is like, try to take what your experience, but you got to fit it for where you're at now. And that's always just a refining process of figuring out exactly what works for your situation there and not just trying to, you know, replicate what Northwest is doing or what you saw Alabama is doing or something. You just got to do what's best for your spot. Man, that's great advice. I love that advice. That's really good advice. I always remember the one time I went to go visit you, you uh, you were showing me some of your guys' team builder numbers and stuff like that, and you were showing, like, input and numbers on sleep. And I think I've mentioned this many times in the podcast. I always remember you were, like, you showed the average sleep that everybody got that week, and you guys had, like, a kick-butt football game that week. I think you guys might have won or, like, you played a really good team. It was really, really close and stuff like that. 
Um, how big was it for you to kind of like monitor and track stuff, even being in a small school? Yeah. So team builder allowed, allowed us to do that in an efficient way. So I tried to do that in my first couple of years, just, you know, the pen and paper thing. And that's great for coaches who can do that, but try doing that with just one person for 400 athletes and you know, it's just, you couldn't do it. So team builder allowed us to do that where the kind of the system that we had created and kind of fell into a good routine with is every time our athletes lifted and on their game day, they were required to fill out a, a wellness survey, which is just your sleep, number of hours, your quality of sleep, energy level, mood level, soreness level. And what Team Builder will do is you can run that report in five seconds and you can set it up to color code it to green, yellow, or red to based on your parameters. So I can pull that up and see the entire, you know, 100 football team and just scroll through it and not even look at the numbers and see, okay, we got a lot of greens, a lot of yellows, a lot of reds. You know, if it's a game day, it's Saturday and we got a lot of reds on there. Okay, well, something's going wrong. You're hoping you got a whole full sheet of green. But it also gives us some numbers too. So it'll give us team averages, your average sleep, average energy, average whatever. So what I do, the only thing downside that to though, it just gives me that one day. So what I would do is I would transfer just some important information into a, a different Google spreadsheet essentially. Um, and I could track trends. So what we did, what you're referring to in that uh, story you told there was the first year we did this, um, we played, we were like eight weeks in and we were one and seven. We, we've struggled to compete in a lot of our sports for whatever reasons. We were one and seven, but we were playing on the road against the, at the time, the number one team in our conference ended up finishing second. And we played the best game we played. We had great energy. Our guys were locked in. We lost to them. They scored with like 20 seconds left, beat us, heartbreaker. But we took them to the wire. And that's a team that finished. They, were, they lost one game in our conference. Um, so we're, we, that shows that we have the capability to compete on any given Sunday with the team. Well, when I went back and looked at our data, that week our wellness score was significantly higher than the rest of the weeks leading up to that. And then we actually won a game the next week against a terrible team that we actually should have lost. We won by like two points and they missed like four field goals. So we should have lost it. And our wellness score was getting low again. So I, I tried to like, it, it would have worked better if we actually won that game. Um, you know, that we, our wellness score was really high. But yeah. if you ask our guys, like, what was the best game we played all year? They say Truman State, great. Here's your wellness score in Truman State. It will say, let's say it was 67. I don't know what the number was off the top of my head anymore. Okay, say it's 67, that's your average for the week. And then the rest of the week was all like 61, 62, or rest of the season. Then you look, break that down even further. We slept really well that week. You know, shocker, you know, if you sleep well, you feel good, you play well. So it, just, it, it gave us some uh, ammo, I guess, to like, you know, we tell our kids to sleep. It gave us some like really hard stance, hard facts. I'm like, okay, listen, you just said that our best game was Truman State. Well, one reason could be, and I'm going to use this, and I think it's a really important reason, is because you slept really well. So let's try <laughs> to sleep really well every week. So, you know, it's just interesting. You can track data. Don't just track it to track it, but you got to track it to actually get, you know, make good, you know, informative decisions about it. And that was one, one really cool way that we could say, okay, yeah, sleep is important. Here's some uh, practical um, implications of what we've been doing. So. You nailed it on the head there. Don't just track to track, track it for a reason. Give yourself some ammo. Like you said, especially if you're 
had to report to sport coaches and whatever. I still track to this. I still have my little small track that I keep that I actually stole from you at Northwest. It was like how many hours of sleep, how many meals did I eat? And, you know, when we first met to each other, I was weighing like 265, 270. And for me to be able to lose the weight that I have was literally because of just tracking stuff as far as like those sleep and like eating and stuff like that. So like even everyday life, even if you're not just like coaching athletes, like I think it's important to track those little things. They talk about nutrition, you know, track your calories and stuff like that. That can be something people do and everything, but don't just track to track. I absolutely love that advice, man. Well, um, to wind down here, obviously, uh, super excited, obviously, to be able to have you back on here, Gage. Um, as we kind of wind down, what are, uh, what's one thing you're grateful for? Uh, my kids. I haven't said that. First one's my kid. <laughs> and they're, yeah. you know, just, there's days if you have a three, almost four year old, it's like, oh man, I wish you would just cool it for a second and just, but he's just such a blessing because it's like every day it's, I think I tweeted out this one time, like live your life like my three-year-old son or this probably just three-year-olds in general. Like every day they wake up, it's like, I can't wait to play with these toys today. Like it's the best yeah. thing they've ever done in their life. And I think trying to find that is important in whatever you're doing. But, and then I got, I'm really blessed because my daughter, my son is a nightmare. He is just a ball of energy all the time. And uh, which is great. But from my wife and I, we were lucky that our second child, our daughter, Rowan, she is just like the most chill, calm, little angel of a baby you could ever ask for. So we got a good mix between the two, but uh, really grateful for them. Um, they, something new every day, for sure. I think you're giving me a peek into my future, man. Anthony, he's <laughs> only five, he's only five months old. I think you're peeking me into a little bit. Of, he's high maintenance as it is already. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when he's three or four. Yeah. Enjoy, oh, man. man. It's fun. It's just a different type, just a different type of energy. It's fun though. Yeah. My nephew, he's like two, two and a half. And I mean, I had to watch him a few months ago and he came, this before our son was born, kind of get me ready for having a boy in the house punching the tv he'd come over and punch me and i'm like okay so uh this is what life is going to be like for the future now and you're just like gritting your teeth you're like all right man let's just chill out just for a little bit let's just watch the tv you not punch it yeah and i should definitely say i'm grateful for my wife too because there's days where like you know she so much of the time just because of whatever you know it's she has to watch both kids a lot and that's one reason why i'm making this transition is to be uh, where we can have more help with the kids a lot and they're you know it's when the times when i have to watch both kids and they're just a nightmares. I'm like, man, I'm so thankful for you because <laughs> you yeah. do it, you make it look so easy. And she's just obviously has done an amazing job for our family and we love her and everything too. So definitely grateful for my wife as well. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you sneak that in. Yeah. Well, yes. Gage, if ever, obviously you have amazing social media, the TikTok videos, I absolutely love, not just for the entertaining ones, but also the educational ones. Cause you actually put one up about, um, I believe it's the abdominal stuff and everything like that. Yeah. And it, you know, I had Jim McGuire on, which I know you've had, you guys have had in your podcast, mm -hmm. and he has his whole thing with Everyday Hybrid. I love that kind of stuff, like what you're doing and what he's doing, because you guys are highly qualified strength and conditioning coaches that are getting out such good content. But as a strength coach or somebody that's, you know, myself that still lifts, you know, powerlifting and everything like that, it can kind of circle me back and remember a few of those little things. Like you were showing dead bugs, you were showing some other core work. And I was kind of thinking for my own self, like, man, what are some good, I feel like I've been doing the same stuff over and over again. I saw that video and I'm like, oh, boom, light bulb. Maybe I need to add these things kind of in. So plug your social media. Well, that's great. I'm glad you're getting something out of it. Um, 
yeah, so our strong performance is where I'll get most of my uh, training content out of. You can get on Instagram, our strong performance, but we do have an our strong performance TikTok as well. Uh, that's kind of more just fun ones. We do like a we do like a strength coaches watching the Super Bowl type thing, which was amazing. Fun. Uh, yeah, which is fun. I, I've got more ideas. I've, I haven't got many of those out recently, but there's some, there'll be some more coming out on that. But our strong performance on Instagram or um, Facebook or we'll have a website here soon, but really just Instagram is where most of our content will be pushing out on. Awesome, man. Well, Gage, I can't thank you enough for being on here, man. And everybody go listen to his podcast. It's way better than this one. Big time strength. I absolutely love that podcast. I love being able to listen to you guys, Preston and Amanda. It's, it's a great podcast. So Gage, thank you again, man. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on, man. And, and th- kudos to you for just putting out great content as well. What you're doing is amazing. Um, really fortunate to be asked to be on. So I really appreciate you, man. Thanks. Well, I appreciate you, brother, and everybody, stay strong.